Welcome, welcome universe. Yes, this is Aesthetic Sound Waves, and I am your man, Glass. Thank you for tuning in and to another great and cool episode we got today. By the title, <clears throat> for those who might kind of pick it up, Steve Reich is the two words of the day. For those who don't know, a minimalist classical composer. Um, we'll get into that in a minute, but I do not want to get distracted, nor do I want to actually speak too much today. So uh, let's just get straight into my shout-outs and all that good jazz, um, minus the Art Blakey not playing behind me. <laughs> um, so the obviously you guys know who sponsors me, you know, Dilla's Delights, the one and only, and literally, folks, when I say that, the one and the only, we are blessed with the fact that Uncle Herm has given us a shop where we can go to and speak to real people, hear good music, have some good vibe and vibes and have some good donuts. I think that's a testimonial right there, right? You know you will never regret it. So um they have a Facebook, Instagram they do a good job on keeping up with what's going on and updating those out there that need to know. So always check that out. But not just checking out this, the site in itself, but, you know, if you're ever coming down to the D or you're, um, you're in the D or you want to come down here for the shop or what else not, and you want some good quality crafted donuts made by hand each night, the old school fashion way, no machines, nada. Nothing like that. Go to Dilla's Delights. Please tell them Glass sent you. You will hopefully enjoy it. I mean, you, I, I, I guarantee it. So, as I said, um, go down there. Go experience it because it's a one and only place. So, that being said, um, shout outs though around the US of course the world but hey Oregon Illinois Michigan like always of course right and of course the city of Detroit thank you so much for uh, you know just the support and love you give me it's I can't say it enough thank you of course world and universe um, out there for you know the listens everywhere and everyone and I mean that um, like I said I really don't want to go off on too much today because I have uh, I only have three songs believe it or not I'm playing this whole episode they're a little more extended and today is more like a uh, one of the step up machines in the gym in fact this is a mental step up machine uh, the way I'm going to be building it up little by little right so I'm just going to state the first song that way, if I go off track, I won't have to go back to this note. very first song I'm playing is Six Marambas by Steve Reich off the album Sextet. Uh, composed of, of course, Steve Reich and the musician members of the Nexus and the Manhattan Marimba Quartet. Um, so, uh, I'm trying to think how I should break into this. Before I get into it. Okay, so those who know of Steve Reich, um, he uh, 
he's basically, as I said, he was a minimalist, uh, very much so. And I'll get to that part in a second also. But, you know, I think, in fact, I think I'm skipping to a, a thought of mine early that I want to give. But in short, um, you know, don't uh, dare to be different. Dare to be different. Because even though others may not uh, show that they like what you're doing or see what you're doing, it does affect others around you. It really does. And I think Steve Reich is a good example of this. And um, I'm kind of going a little out of order if you were going by a timeline like date, tech, uh, uh, technically speaking. But um, I'm building you guys up into something. But Steve Reich had a huge snowball effect through not just uh, people who listen to a lot of minimal classical music, but throughout many, many different genres. So that being said, I'm going to get to more into that in some other cuts but he was born uh, Stephen Michael Reich on October 3rd 1936 birthday's coming up really soon in New York City guys actually uh, what 80, 80 81 years old he's he's a uh, he's getting up there um, he like he helped pioneer minimal music or minimal classical or just minimalist music uh, through the late 60s up to now still. This guy's still living, still kicking, still doing his thing. Um, so, m let's define minimalism first before I go off on a, tan <laughs> a little tangent. Um, minimalism, as according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a style or technique as in music, literature, or design, that is characterized by extreme spareness and simplicity. One, okay, the... I've always found uh, minimalist and minimalism very interesting in, uh, in the art spectrums because it has such a different feel because it just is, you know? It's not grand. And I think that kind of goes back to a few episodes, something I said. But we are always looking to, to the big, big picture, but we don't see the little picture, the small things. Like, we don't respect it, right? So, huh. a thing like classical, right? Um, we're used to hearing, like, turning on the radio, turning whatever classical station might be. And most of the time, I think because of accessibility, they'll be playing more Baroque-ish and things, you know, that people know. And that's cool. I ain't going to diss that. You know, you, I mean, that's how I grew up listening to classical music as a young kid and many of millions of other people. But um, sometimes, I think especially with classical, it kind of stains not even classical, just music in general, but with classical it does, I don't know if stains is the right word, but it puts people in this mindset where you say classical, they think Beethoven's fifth, which, okay, cool, you know, probably like, like what, the number third most thought of, you know, movement in history, right? You bring up Beethoven's fifth, everyone knows it automatically. It just is drilled into us no matter where you lived. 
Um, but we hear classical music and opera music on such a grand scale, and we think about symphonies, uh, orchestras, that I think a lot of times when we want to experiment, uh, that or, or that we don't always see classical as not, and not just classical, but any sort of music. But with classical, as I said, it's uh, we don't see it as something that can be broken down into like a quartet, or maybe a soloist, and that's it, right? Um, kind of like uh, Gregorian chant, I guess you could say, from back in the day. Uh, what, what you you name it, basically, you get where I'm going. So today. As I said, is a step up, not just for the show, but towards other shows um, I'm kind of gearing into. But um, it's kind of building in, in short, to how what bringing it down to a simpler level where we all can hear it without stereotyping it, in other words, right? And I think, and the influence it might have on others or what we might like, whatever it might be. But um, it brings it down to another level that not isn't always heard because uh, it, is, it isn't always accessible. There's a, you know, avant-garde material isn't really, it's avant-garde for a reason. Like it's kind of hidden in the corner because most people just like, Whatever the the popular theme may be, they'll choose that. That's the way it's been since day one of humanity, right? But um, avant-garde stands alone for a reason. And it's those who are drawn to it that make it sound good and also make it known to others. And, as I said, like Steve Reich, the snowball effect, you know? So welcome to the minimalist movement today, I guess, so to speak, and the influence it had on other people. We'll get on that, right? <laughs> um, that being said, I'm just going to get right into this. I already spoke too much. I will speak with you folks in a minute. <laughs>
simple, right? Simple. St starts off with basic rhythm, just builds it up from there. And then towards the end, you hear other tones, other different patterns being repeated, right? Pretty cool stuff. Really, really cool stuff. Um, there's a festival here, and I've spoken about it before. Uh, September is a really crazy month for me around here because they got the jazz festival that goes on and then after the jazz festival the week after they have strange beautiful music so for me I'm kind of uh, I t kind of take a hiatus because I'm soaking in a lot of music and a lot of stuff to gear up on whether it be shows or thought whatever right but there's a thing called strange beautiful music here I've been to it uh, three times now if you like that what I'm playing and more today especially the Steve Reich material because he was a major influence on just the electronic movement on classical minimalist classical as I said um, this it's really up your alley so look it up uh, happens around mid-September uh, every year here in Detroit so definitely go see it really cool stuff there once again, simplicity. I think it's, you know, we don't always look to the big, think about big. You know, look to the small, appreciate the little things, right? Anyway, <laughs> I need to read you some more info on this. Earlier, earlier I brought up he was a pioneer uh, for minimalism, but he was also a pioneer in, in a lot of different ways. Um, I'm now a lot of these notes I'm reading verbatim. They're written in shorthand, and uh, I guess I'll have to cut into them when I feel my thought needs to. Okay, so 1999, Rolling Stone called Steve Reich the father of sampling. Compared, uh, they compared his work to Cool Herc and Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> there's reasonings why they did this. Steve Reich was, uh, he actually basically created phasing patterns or phasing and tape looping. Combine those and it's called phased tape looping. <laughs> and you're going to hear it on this next one. I'm sure there's a good handful of people out there who know of this next son or piece I'm gonna say have heard it and many many others have heard it they just have heard it in another form and another uh, different way more on that in, in a little bit <laughs> the um is, this is cool stuff people sorry I get a kick out of it I'm a nerd right nerd <laughs> so that being f said reason why is because the next one song I'm playing is called Come Out. He did it in 1966. Notice the date, right? 1966. This was his early works. So, what he was doing, and I was trying to look up pictures on this. I don't know why, because not you guys can see them. But if you could find old photos of this and video... He was taking reel-to-reels, very much, um, very much like uh, like turntables, 
and he was looping them through different tables and splicing it all together. And with, of course, the help from the synthesizers and all these other crazy things that he does, he's basically jumping from reel to reel. Hey, rewind, fast forward, pause, play. I mean, he's, he's jumping back very much like a DJ on the turntables, right? Turn, you know, you look for, like, you know, much DJs do. They have that mark on the record that has a clock, and they know, turn it, you know, they know their timings on each record. Same exact deal. What he's doing here on uh, Come Out. He takes a voice or a statement, and he, boom, starts looping it through, looping it through, right? And... Basically, in essence, and I've said this about a lot of things, um, he was like, he was hip hop before hip hop even really came around. I mean, because obviously, hip hop, much like jazz, is intermingled with so many different forms of music that it gets smashed into each other. But I mean, these are the years before sampling occurred and so when Rolling Stone says he's the father of sampling it's really true because he's taking sounds and playing with them and creating this phasing sequence through tape or even through sound electronically right and um, it's just it's really really crazy stuff and I remember now here's a crazy part I heard this album years ago when I was a preteen years and years ago thanks to my brother once again he he seems to be a repeating common denominator in this season uh, uh it's it's funny uh, it is just not intentionally just happening right but he ended up giving me this tape and i remember i fell in love with this this was whatever age i just said preteen years down the road i heard this in a son and you guys are going to know the song you heard it in when I play it. But um, I used to play this over and over. And this is back in the 90s. So I did the research on it back then with the help of others, of course. Um, not early 90s, mid 90s, I should say. But, you know, I did the research then. And that reel-to-reel thing was really impressed me. Primarily because I have a reel-to-reel, and I was raised on listening to music from reel-to-reels. So it's really a statement, a big statement, to be completely honest with you, about the material you have sometimes, or, um, you know, you may not always have the most top-notch equipment, or you may right? The situation might be different for everyone, but in the end, and this could be for whatever you might want to relate it to, but it's, it's how we put it over. In the end, it's the creativity of the artist, whatever art it might be, whether it be through painting, whether it be through singing, playing an instrument, Whatever. You name it, put it into that category. <laughs> and it's, it's cool, you know? The human mind is crazy what we can do. And, uh, you know, use it. Use it. Because when 
people like, I'm going to say SR just because cutting words down a little bit. When, but when SR uses his his mind, as I said, and at that point, people are still looking at this stuff like, dude, this guy's on another level, right? Um, it's just cool stuff. It really is. Now, as I said, I didn't want to talk too much, but I got I went off my topics. However, there's something else I want to read to you about this. Now, this comes out of uh, off NPR.org. They like should have gotten the date. My bad on it. But the title of the article is Steve Reich at 80, The Phases of Lifetime in, of, of a Lifetime in Music. Author of the article is Anastasia Sulkis. Um, so, well, I'm not actually really reading it, to be honest. You kind of paraphrased in my own ways. But I told you, in essence, what he does on Come Out. He takes a simple statement. And the main statement, even though I'm not saying 100%, is I had to open the bruised, uh, the bruised blood come out to show them, and, and, and he repeats that, basically, in essence. Yes, you heard that off Mad Villainy, right? Exactly. So, that being said, here's a little history, though, off of... And this is, um, to me, I didn't know this until I was looking this up, right? And this is actually, this uh, kind of hit me. I was like, wow, right? Shut up and read class. So come out. Um, obviously, he's taking words and making music out of words. Very inventive. But it was inspired by the Harlem Six case. Uh, six young African-American men were arrested and accused of murder after a riot. That's when that sound bite comes out, right? Or when he, when, he, when, he, when, he, when he plays that. So here's what Steve Rice says. He says, Come Out was a civil rights piece. Oh, open quote, by the way. Come Out was a civil rights piece. The world premiere of Come Out was as... Uh, was was a pass the hat music for the uh, for the retrial of the Harlem Six in Town Hall. Close quote. That's that. <laughs> you know, I've as I said, I go back to point. I've heard the I've heard that for years, and and for me as a young you know teenager, I was intrigued just by the. I thought it was cool. You know, I loved it. But the history behind it, I didn't know that until just t today. I ain't going to lie to you. I didn't know that until today, right? So for me, that puts even greater emphasis, almost like a, a more of a touch in the impact of it, right? Especially, well, what's going on in today's world and still, you know, there's always something. But I don't think I have to relate anymore. Enough said. I've already spoken enough, but certain things need to be said more. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get into this. I've spoken enough. You guys have heard this. Millions and millions of people have heard come out. If you've heard, if, if you 
have heard Mad Villainy enough, you've definitely heard it. Uh, so, that being said, let's get into this. Come out, Steve Ray. I had to, like, open the bruise up and let some of the bruise blood come out to show them. I had to, like, open the bruise up and let some of the bruise blood come out to show them. I had to, like, open the bruise up and let some of the bruise blood come out to show them. Come out to show them, 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 come out to show them 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 come Come out to show them, 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 come out to show them 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 come out to show Show them, come out to 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 show
I told you I was doing the step up machine today mentally for you. I went from the vibes from six marimbas, right, to come out, which is all tonal, all tonal, but the tone is being toned and being turned into music, which is cool. And you guys heard that towards the end. Um, that, uh, Brilliant, actually, if you really look at it. It's really, really cool stuff. Um, and once again, folks, the message... Uh, uh, but the message, don't be afraid to be different. Just don't. Be you. And if you aren't a different person, you follow the crowd, okay, fine, cool, you do your thing. But don't diss the people who want to be different either, too. You know, and do their thing. Because those are the people, very much seen in repetitive history obviously, that do a lot of changing. It's the sheep that kind of just get intermingled in the crowd and we follow each other, right? So, do your thing. You be you. <laughs> um, cool, cool stuff. A little side note. I do want to say really quick, though, about... Uh, he had an album called Drumming. And he actually went to Ghana... Um, to uh, to study with the Ooh and Ashanti masters in the 1970s. So if you ever get a chance to listen to drumming, which I actually got in cassette tape, um, uh, definitely, definitely do it. But that's a little cool side note. I mean, that's that's just not sitting in a room and saying, okay, reading the notes and listening to them. You were actually physically going to an environment and saying, okay, boom, teach me, right? That shows a lot of... Uh, dedication a lot um, and people when anyone will go and do something like that uh, in life so um, yeah oh here's what makes today's I didn't tell you this because I forgot and uh, I just looked at my notes here's what makes today's episode especially special everything I played for you minus the mad the mad villain track I'm about to play um, we, we all at this point knew who Mad Villain is. <laughs> um, but every single, or all, these two things actually came, and this shows how much I was influenced by reel to reels and cassette tapes. Uh, <laughs> everything came off of cassette tape. I recorded into my system and I edited it from there. So, I used the analog to bring to the digital, and now the digital to your guys' ears. So, I guess respect the old and respect the new, right? But that's what makes it cool, is I didn't take this off of digital. I, I took these off my old tapes. Um, and to me, that that's a special thing. So, 
That being said, now that you guys have heard the full, uh, the full version of Come Out, let's get into what Madlib and MF Doom were doing with this. And this is going to be our outro song, by the way. <laughs> oh, um, oh no, shut up. Read the disc, dude. Um, I'm going to be playing you America's Most Blunted featuring Lord Quaz, of course. Uh, obviously, it's Mad Villain, both of these two, right? And off the album Mad Villainy, a classic album. And I'm going to tell you something. When I heard this song for the first time, right? I remember I was laughing really hard because I said, wait, I know where that came from. And I think there's one other person who probably I've met who's known where that come out sample came from. And uh, it's really funny because remember what I said about how the, 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 the snowball effect, right? <laughs> Obviously, they were influenced or had listened to Steve Reich, and they took that and sampled it, which in beforehand, Reich was taking other stuff and sampling before sampling really, um, you know, was being, I mean, it's always been done, but I guess what I'm saying in the modern form. But not just sampling, but putting into your own things. Because people don't always sample. Uh, I won't get into that argument. Sometimes you're just influenced by things and it comes out. But that's another argument for another time or another topic. Um, either way, it's, just, it's, a, it's a compliment. Because it goes to show that what you do do, people listen. You know, Even if it affects one person person two people you don't know how many that's gonna affect and and look what happened I mean it's for its time 1966 when that came out that was pretty out there but years down the road goes into uh, the one and only right the mad villain album the one we all listen to and love to uh, love to listen to excuse me so you know we are um, I think I said enough that's the moral of the lesson today. Just, uh, we all affect each other in some way, I guess. Pretty crazy. I'll shut up. <laughs> General info, really quick. If you want to get in contact with me, um, uh, if, if, you can email me at my personal email at defjuke at yahoo.com. That's D E F J U K at yahoo.com that's actually all one lowercase word um like usual subjects put as and then whatever you're writing in question comments sending in stuff uh, that way i know not to delete it um you can also contact me at this podbean site address if you want to and uh send me a message at that uh so or i do have a facebook you can send me a message or hit me up on that Look it up. It says Aesthetic Sound Waves Glasses Official Site. Um, so, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, definitely, uh, definitely get in contact. You know, I would like to know, you know, give me shout outs, you know, from wherever you're tuning in from. And I'll, uh, I'll shout you out next show. 
That being said, I need to shut up and get into the this classic song here. One last thing, though, real quick. Uh, shout out to Madlib, and of course, speaking of Lord Quaz, Lord Quaz for coming into uh, Dilla's Delights and blessing us with their presence uh, this summer around the movement time frame, right? So big shout outs to them. Um, so yeah, big, big. Folks, I've said enough. Let's get into some more music. So <clears throat> I will catch you. Of course, this is your man, Glass. I will catch you on the next wave next show. Thank you for tuning in once again. Everyone, everywhere, much appreciated. I will speak to you guys next time. Be safe out there. This is your man, Glass, signing out. Then come out to show them. Like, open the bruise up and let some of the bruise blood come out to show them. Then come out to show them, 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 Listening to music while stoned is a whole new world. Most things consider it's important to second only to sex. And grass will change your musical habits for the better. I'm having Cosmo's Take a whole car load on the waist to trip Or sip wide out lace tip from tip with you Some rather baggies of them like they cracks and vows Catch a tag, roll a bag of swag in the back of mouth She twist optimal, just the raw leaf part The list top go, bust before beef start At the stop and go more, acting like a spirit host done it Yeah, yo, Doom nominated for the best role L's And they wondered how he dealt with stress so well Wild guess, you could say he stay sedated Some say booted, some say faded Someday pray that he will grow a farm barn full. Recent research show it's not so darn harmful. Sometimes you might need to detox. It can help you with your rhyme flow and your beatbox. Off spike to your surprise. Turn a new point light to a joint right before your eyes. Tear a page out the good book. Hear it how you want it. I'm having Villain killing mad boom. Consume weed and drink fruit till we perfume the room. The beat conductor smoked 27. Shady. Even ask my reverend. Will he know? How the Phillies roll, really though. Uh, Spin my last go. Last go. Uh, got the sticky uh, go. I sparked it a lot. But don't shoot with speed. The trees with seeds. Quasi motor crew. We get keys. The most blooded on the map. The one astro black in the alley with a hood rat. When you try to react. <laughs> Even your pops oh. got smacked.
Even your mom got cracked. Meanwhile, while my bow got packed. You drop X, you can have the sex. No. I smoke things. Only a shirt. Watch the thing. I got the fat sack. All day I hunt it. America's most bloody. It's a known fact that grass increases creativity from 8 to 11 times. In fact, everyone finds that they're more creative stoned than straight. So remember... M-A-R-I-J-U? A-J-U-A-N-A. Marijuana. Marijuana. <laughs> <laughs>